0: to five yard fantasy this episode is sponsored by nobody except maybe my bank account my name is jackson durham and uh this is the offsides network i'm a fantasy writer and a uh beat reporter for the oklahoma sooners and uh, this is my co-host ayush
1: hi guys i am uh the fantasy lead at offsides network been with the team for maybe almost two years now and excited to talk some fantasy
0: yeah Uh, This is our first episode of our new show. Uh, We're really excited to get into it with you guys. We're going to do a lot of different fantasy stuff uh, as the season gets going. Uh, And in the preseason, we're going to do some steals for you guys' draft uh, today and then some busts on our show later this week. So all of the ADPs that we're going to reference today are from Fantasy Pros, which averages out ADPs from Sleeper, Fantrax, ESPN. So if you go on your app and you're like, uh, Evan Ingram's not getting drafted at this spot in my – ESPN league like what's up with that that's why it's because it's an average from the other ones So that's why it may be a little bit inconsistent we are planning on doing some hot topic discussions from some training camp news I use you want to take it away on the Seahawks news that we have
1: yeah so it seems like Geno Smith is being heavily leaned on as QB1 uh which is interesting Is I mean it's a pretty big QB battle between Smith and Locke uh, and it makes things interesting for DK and Lockett as the top two receivers for the team. Uh, Geno played last year uh, for the most part when Russell's out, and he, was, he wasn't he was that reliable as a fantasy quarterback. Uh, with DK and Lockett, they still did decently, and with Lockett being pretty low, I still think that whoever their quarterback is, I think both the wide receivers are worth drafting pretty high up. Yeah,
0: I would agree with that. Uh, I'm honestly surprised by how low Lockett's been going. Uh, currently, wide receiver 37, which to me feels yeah. really, really low. Uh, DK yeah. feels a little high, too, at wide receiver 18, just because I don't really believe in that offense. Uh, I feel like there's value below DK that would probably outplay him just because of the scheme and the the better situation that they're in. But yeah. I don't think whether it ends up being Geno or Drew Locke, that really the Seahawks are going to have any success at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough for them. Maybe they'll find some fantasy success for the wide receivers, but on the field, nothing much.
0: Yeah. It's going to be tough uh, for yeah. DK and Lockett to become like super fantasy valuable in mm-hmm. that much of a potentially dreadful offense. Uh, yeah. Heading over to New York, uh, Saquon reportedly is playing really, really well in camp uh multiple Giants beat reporters have discussed how well he looks that his cuts look great John Feliciano Giants center described him as the best running back he's seen in his entire career in the NFL which that's a nine-year career Interesting. So that's, that's definitely notable yeah. uh, how do you feel about Saquon this year
1: Man, I, I've been a Saquon supporter since the beginning it, it's all it depends on if he stays healthy I think he can I think the offensive line has gotten a lot better Andrew Thomas is became, becoming pretty solid after looking like a bust in his first year. That's... Evan Neal is exciting. Uh, but if if Daniel Jones can't lead the team down the field and score points early on, then they're going to have to be throwing the ball a lot at the end of the games. And I don't really see Saquon as that big of a receiving back. He's probably going to be more of the hand the ball off and let him work kind of guy. Um, but if he can become a little bit more of a receiving threat, then I think it'd be a pretty good fantasy option even That's higher true. than 14 where he's at right now
0: mm-hmm.
1: but he it definitely all has hands he can catch yeah, he, I, I don't think they use him in the game plan enough as a receiver though
0: when yeah, he was his, healthy
1: at least
0: his college history and like definitely throughout his career we've seen him make plays as mm-hmm. a receiver and the giants are i mean they're looking for somebody to step up so i think as long as he's healthy
1: i feel like you've got to give him some opportunities to receive yeah and hopefully with their new head coach they can Make some good schemes and stuff. They'll get him open, get him some goals and stuff.
0: They're pretty excited about him. Apparently the mm-hmm. coaching staff has been been very, very high on him. Someone else coaching staffs are pretty high on. Uh, Nicole Hardman, another uh, early round pick that has dealt with some scrutiny. He has been playing really well in camp, apparently. Uh, similar reports to what we're hearing about Saquon. Clip of him making a really nice catch with, from Patrick Mahomes. Went viral, got a ton of views on Twitter. He's still wide receiver 55 in fantasy. Is there value there? I yeah. I just don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we hear the same news about Meikle Hardman every single year, uh, and I'm just not buying in. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I just can't be convinced again that he has actual value as a fantasy receiver. I yeah. bet you he gets more volume this year. I don't think he does anything with it, though. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean,
1: especially with Juju and uh, Valdis Scantling joining the team. Yeah. It's going to be tough talk about juju a little later and then in injury news back up north to new england oh no he's not in new england anymore he's in chicago
0: yes yep. he's in chicago now. he is in no, chicago get...
1: Nikhil harry he's suffered an ankle injury on the first day of team drills he couldn't walk off on his own seems like he rolled his ankle but it seems like a pretty bad roll i don't know i don't i didn't know if he's going to be that big of an option in fantasy uh he really didn't do anything when uh, but mm-hmm. in a new offense with not much wide, or wide receiver talent in that room, I feel like he could have maybe done something, but it doesn't look super great for him for that ankle right now.
0: Yeah. It means another woman down for Justin Fields uh, and more targets to go around for the potentially fantasy valuable options in that Bears offense, like Darnell Mooney and uh, Cole Komet. Cole Komet, are, yeah. I think they're both pretty fantasy viable. I, we'll talk about Darnell Mooney. That's another guy we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Dennis uh, Winston, another injury issue. Another yeah, ankle injury. Ankle it's a bad injury. day for ankles. Yep. Uh, overall, <laughs> he on Monday goes down, uh, rolled his ankle. Adam Schefter saying it's going to need further evaluation. Uh, I have not heard about the severity of this one, which is interesting. I, did yeah, leave I haven't practice. heard much of news. I think we'll know a lot more tomorrow. Uh, but yeah. Andy Dalton is the backup in New Orleans. Uh, that's pretty interesting. If Without Winston, the fantasy value of everybody in that offense is kind of thrown into yeah, disarray exactly. a little yeah. bit with Andy Dalton under center. Yeah.
1: I think just having Jameis Winston, I think I think he will be healthy come week one. Mm-hmm. I think having him as your quarterback, uh, as QB1 in your fantasy team, is going to be really good. Because in the beginning of the season last year, he was kind of killing it. He was a little inconsistent because I think he had almost 40 against Green Bay week one. Uh, and then he followed it up. I, I forgot who they went against week two, but he had like, I don't know, maybe six or seven week two. And they followed that up with like another 20 piece. But I feel like just the work he's done this off season, as goofy as it may look, um, he, he does put work in. I mean, he's, he's a good quarterback. Uh, decision making has gotten a little bit better for him. So I think he could be an underrated quarterback for fantasy if he if he's able to play week one
0: nobody posts a goofier workout video than yeah, james winston though he, he, he goes I mean, crazy they're all valid like you can break them all down and be like all right i totally see what he's working on but just like the yeah, first the look he at does. everything he does is so bizarre to me
1: because I, I think i think we posted one on offsides where he's like laying back on the the medicine the yoga ball yeah, yeah. Yoga <laughs> ball. it's like a Some jiggly dumbbell thing. I have no idea what that thing was, but he's just bouncing up and down going up and down on that. (laughs) It's bizarre. But, I mean, Uh, he's an NFL quarterback, so, yeah. It never works. Exactly.
0: In Cleveland news, Cleveland, you're a bit of a mess right now. Kareem Hunt wants out. Uh, This is interesting to me because Kareem Hunt absolutely has RB1 upside in any other team. Mm-hmm. other than the Browns, just because he's not going to get the usage because Nick Chubb is way better. Chubb, yep. But do you actually see the Browns moving
1: on from him? I can see it. I, I, Dearness Johnson is their running back three, right? Mm-hmm. And I think yes. he, whenever Chubb or Hunt went down, Dearness has become a really good fantasy option. He's become a really good on-field option as a backup running back. So I think they could get good value for Kareem Hunt, even though it's a – Running back and running backs don't have that good value right now. Um, but I think they could move on from him. I don't think they really want to pay him high-end money, especially since he's their number two running back. So I think moving on from him will probably be a good option for them and have a cheaper uh, and still very solid option to Ernest Johnson. I agree. I I've kind of gone back and forth on it. Uh, I
0: saw a tweet about it and I was like, no, they're not going to move on from him because if they move on from him, then there goes the hunt Chubb one, two punch that makes yeah. Cleveland actually good. If Deshaun Watson doesn't play. And then I thought about it some more and I'm like, okay, why does Cleveland actually want to be good this season? Like if Deshaun Watson not going to play, then you're not really invested in this year at all and That's just true. throw it all away for a draft pick next season. Uh-huh which kind of makes more sense to me. So I do feel like they'll look to move on from Kareem Hunt if they can get like a fourth or fifth rounder for him, which I feel like yeah. is pretty viable yeah. for a like contender, like the Bills or Buccaneers to be like, Hey, that could be a major upgrade over what we've got going on at mm-hmm. running back. So let's bring him in.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of teams could use either, either just a worker workhorse or running back one, or just another running back duo type of guy that can come in and, alleviate some pressure off their main guy so
0: yeah absolutely the rams are another team to watch for in that especially if cam akers does not come back strong from his Mm -hmm. injury because he was really rocky in the postseason last year and they don't appear to be overly in love with daryl henderson jr so i would think that they might be a team wanting to make a move for him as well if he's on the
1: market that would be a very good move for them
0: yeah, there should be a lot of interested parties if Kareem Hunt yeah. becomes available. Even his old team, the Chiefs, come up as a team that might yeah. want to make that move for him, although that would be kind of an awkward reunion after yeah. everything that's <laughs> everything happened. That's gone
1: down. But yeah. uh, it's, it the whole like,
0: situation is weird.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like the Browns want to trade him, right? They shut down his trade request. Yeah, something. it doesn't
0: seem like they want to move yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, Boy. but I feel like they're gonna get really compelling offers for him that mm-hmm. will make it hard to keep that strategy, especially if Deshaun Watson gets handed down what I'm expecting to happen, which is a year suspension yeah. from Goodell. Yeah, um, moving on from that, that's uh, all exciting. JK Dobbins activated off the PUP list, OBJ being recruited by Von Miller to Buffalo. Those are two, that would be two pretty interesting stories. The JK Dobbins stuff, uh. How do you feel about him for fantasy this year? I, I kind of have him as in that RB two range.
1: Yeah, um, me me too. I think I think he could be really solid to help Lamar Jackson's value go up. Um, but him as a fantasy running back himself, I think he'll do okay. Um, I think getting I think Gus Edwards is still on the PUP list, but getting him back would help Dobbins' value just to balance him out a little bit more. Yeah, but I don't I don't think he's a guy you want to be actively targeting. But if he falls to maybe like the later round, maybe the late single digit, early double digit rounds, if he's still there, then you really need to look for him.
0: I agree. OBJ and Buffalo though, that's pretty interesting. That's because that will be fun to watch. OBJ definitely had some late fantasy value with the Rams. Mm-hmm. He had some good performances and then he was really solid in the postseason for them. So seeing him go to Buffalo, which would be another big-arm quarterback that could throw the deep ball to him, someone we know is really, really elite, and Josh Allen, that's definitely exciting. Uh, if that comes to be, I would be in on OBJ as like a really great flex to wide receiver three yeah. option. I don't think he's overtaking Stefan Diggs in that offense, and Gabriel Davis is still going to get a good deal of action as well. But Yeah,
1: it could, become, it could become kind of like a – Bengals wide receiver trio type thing for them, yeah, so having absolutely. three really solid high end uh, receivers just killing it. Mm-hmm. That, Makes it very all a little tricky watch. for fantasy, though. You know, I it mean, Demar
0: Chase is obviously still a monster in that Bengals yeah. offense, but what do you do with T. Higgins at the end of the day? Like, is he going to get the Tyler volume? Boyd. It's yeah. and Tyler Boyd, I feel like, is like kind of the the forgotten third musketeer in there. Yeah,
1: he could be a wide receiver too, and like. Every other team, probably, but he's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Some really great play in his career.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: all right. Moving on from the training camp news, let's kick it over to some steel discussion. I'm really excited to do this. Uh, Yeah. There's
1: a lot of good players
0: out there. We have a Uh, laundry list. mm -hmm. (laughs) We really do. Uh, (laughs) All right. Let's get started with you want to go with Evan Ingram first?
1: Yeah. Evan Ingram.
0: I feel like he is one of those people that has been – they definitely turned into a bust. Uh, That's kind of his reputation after leaving the New York Giants. But if you go back to his rookie year, he was phenomenal, like record-settingly good with the New York Giants and with Eli Manning, who was already on the tail end of his career. So now I look at him as – was it always just bad QB play? Is he just – because people say he can't catch, but he set catch records in single games for – the New York Giants and for the NFL. So clearly he can catch. The ball.
1: I mean yeah. There it's just I th- it's a lot of concentration drops for him mainly. It's mm-hmm. just making sure he gets the ball in his hands before turning upfield field and making sure it's in his hands. I mean that's that's how you not drop the ball. Yeah, but, definitely. But yeah, I mean he he has an opportunity to pop off on the on the Jaguars. They have a lot of kind of middle tier receivers with Kirk and uh, Marvin Jones. I'm trying to think who their number three guy is.
0: LaVisca Chenault's in there.
1: Schnalts oh, in there. He he hasn't really done anything at all. No, I thought Schnalts was going to be really rocky. great. I yeah. loved him coming out. Yeah. I wanted the Packers to draft him, but seems like we're better off without him. But, yeah, I think he, he's – what is he right now? Tight end 19?
0: Um, yes, tight end right 19.
1: Yeah. And so – I think at that value, with the potential that he has, I think he's that kind of guy you want to stash on the bench, maybe see how he plays out this first couple weeks, uh, and then maybe insert him into that flex spot. I think he'd be really solid.
0: Yeah, I think he, even if you already have a really good flex or a really good tight end, he could be a great bench stash that you can maybe trade for value later on in the season. Exactly. Yeah. To compensate for an injury on your team. That's kind of how I think of him. And there's a couple other guys on this list that fit that billing where. Even if they don't work out for your team, they could end up being really good trade value on your Mm -hmm. bench. Uh, Moving on from him, Ramondre Stevenson. This one's he's, he's a guy I like a lot. Uh, I'm a little biased. He's an Oklahoma sooner. uh, (laughs) And he was super efficient last season uh, as a runner, but there's just no volume in that new England Mm -hmm. offense. Uh, So the ultimate question with him is, can he break Bill Belichick's running back by committee mold by just playing so well that he's forced to use him over Damian
1: Harris? I I don't know, man. I mean, I had him as a sleeper. I think he's pretty low for where he's pretty good for where he's being drafted. Um, I had him on my team last year. I I picked him up in the middle of the season. He was a pretty good flex guy for me some weeks, but just, just the way Belichick runs his offense, he's pretty, pretty set on that. And, even though James James White seems to be out the door, I don't think he's really an option for them anymore. Um, and I don't think Damon Harris will have as good as a fantasy year because I think that was very dependent on his touchdowns. Uh, but they brought in Pierre Strong, uh, the rookie that they drafted, I think in the fourth or fifth round. Um, sure. And he's been getting high praise in training camp. So they're probably just going to keep running that three running back system. And I don't know if anyone's really going to be able to come out and be that lead dominant guy for them. I think Stevenson has the best shot to be it, but I don't know if I don't know if it's going to be that good for going to be a viable option.
0: The other factor there is health. Damian Harris yeah. has dealt with injuries in his history. Uh, if there's an injury there, that massively increases Stevenson's value as the lead mm-hmm. back in that Patriots offense as well. Uh, so I think he's definitely something to keep tabs on. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll end up on the waiver wire in a lot of people's leagues. Yeah, so he's not going to get drafted. But it's... Watch watch your wire. See if yeah. he ends up being valuable this season. Yeah. Next up, this guy's not going to be on the waiver wire, but I think he's <laughs> still pretty valuable. Darnell Mooney. Uh, he'll see a ton, a ton, a ton of volume in that Bears offense. And he's still going wide receiver 25. And he was great last year, which really surprised really me. He, I loved him. And I, I liked Fields a lot coming out. Uh, I thought he, he disappointed me last season. I thought he would be a little bit better. Uh, but I knew there were going to be growing pains, and so I'm expecting Fields to take a big step this year and to be a lot better in his first full year under center, and I think that means Darnell Mooney is going up, 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 up.
1: Yeah. I mean, as a Packers fan, I I do not like Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like I knew he was going to be bad the second he got drafted, and he's lived up to it so far. So far. <laughs> Darnell Mooney, you, you got to watch the tape to really see it, because the numbers don't show it because of bad quarterback play, but his the way he runs his routes and the way that he can get open is really it, – it's a, it's pretty elite. And if he had a good quarterback and if Justin Fields can take that step, Darnell Mooney might be a top 10 receiver at the end of the year. I yes. really think he has that type of potential. But if it, it all really depends on Fields if he, and that O-line. That O-line kind of sucked and didn't help Fields at all. But if Fields can kind of improvise and kind of just make things happen, get the ball where he needs to get it to, I think it can really be beneficial for Moody.
0: Yeah. The biggest thing with Fields, I think, is his pocket awareness. Uh, You mentioned his Mm -hmm. offensive line being really bad, and they were pretty bad. Uh, I'm not going to defend them too much, but he sacked himself more than they got him sacked. That's true. He he walked into so many sacks. He blindly stumbled around in the pocket and got himself sacked. It's... Uh, and some of that will come with time in the league, but he really does need to figure out, like, how do I avoid sacking myself or making myself really, really easy to sack? And yeah. I I can't remember who tracks the numbers on it, but he was the quarterback attributed to the most sacks that were his fault last season. Really? And he didn't even play all of the games, yeah, so that's he, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. it's. But I think he can figure that out with
1: time. Yeah, I think it, it's just – it's just getting that footwork down just being aware of what's going on around you even with all that Mm -hmm. pressure and stuff
0: and typically in in most fields I mean going beyond football awareness comes with experience like you Mm -hmm. need time in whatever you're doing to have a bit more awareness of what are my big flaws and I feel like that will be something that he gains this season, yeah. this off season, having that full time to work with yeah. the new coaching staff and everything that they've done I think
1: it's all. an upgrade at coaching staff. I don't know if it's yeah. going to be the answer for them, but I think it'll, they'll really help him kind of progress and kind of mm-hmm. hopefully become a reliable quarterback to depend on.
0: Yeah, it is. Eberflue, I think, should be a positive influence on the Yeah, I agree.
1: Team it's an upgrade team. from Nagy. So. Yeah,
0: definitely. Kind of yeah. – Even if you like Nagy as a coach, that'd become a toxic environment for everyone involved. Yeah. Uh, Juju Uh, Smith Schuster. How do you feel about Juju?
1: I don't know. I I don't. I honestly don't know what to think about Juju. I think he's really good. I really liked him his first year that he popped off with the Steelers. I don't really know what happened to kind of make him fall off like he did. I know there's like the drama with AB and all that. He's gone. And then Deontay just kind of came out of nowhere and rose. As that wide receiver one, but with Tyreek gone in uh, Kansas City, I think it's his it's his spot to lose for wide receiver one. Um, I don't because MVS with the Packers, he was just kind of the, the go just go run as far as you can, you get open and we'll get you the ball, which I think can really work well with and Patrick. Don't drop it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think. Juju, I th- he's what, 36 right now? Wide receiver 36. I think he'll yes. probably stay around that. I can't really see him doing much more than that, just with the uncertainty they have at the wide receiver position. Anyone can pop off. They still have Travis Kelsey, who's going to take up a lot of targets. So I think he might be a big reception guy probably. I don't know if he'll have a lot of the yards and the touchdowns to kind of put all those points together. I can see that.
0: Uh, I think I think he's due for a bunch of volume uh, mm-hmm. either way. I think yeah. whether or not he – I think there is a high ceiling for Juju where he gets a bunch of volume and then returns to that rookie form where he's really good because I think he does have that in him somewhere. Mm-hmm. I just – I don't know where it went, like you said. Yeah. Like he, he has like this almost 1,300-yard season in his second year in the NFL and then just vanishes after yeah. that. I don't, it's...
1: It's I, I don't think it's the TikToks. I don't think it's the TikToks.
0: No, I don't think it's a tick tock. I don't think it's that he can't outplay number one corners. Like a lot of people said where it's like, Oh, he was only good because AB was yeah. there. I don't think that's the case. I think, I think it's a combination of, they drafted a bunch of good receivers uh, that all took away some volume from him. That's and true. then Ben but... Roethlisberger's arm went down over yeah. like the course of three years, leaving him with this noodle arms quarterback. that couldn't get in the ball. Yeah. So I think now you replace that with the guy with one of the biggest cannons in the NFL, I feel like that should be yeah. Pretty good. And one of the best
1: offensive minds at coach. Yeah, it just works. I think he plays best at slot. I think, and mm-hmm. so if they just took him at the slot and kind of let him work from there, I think him he'll make get some good volume from that.
0: Yeah, have MVS and Sky Moore as your outside real outside guys. Exactly, that could work out. I like yeah. that. I I feel like if that's how it goes for Juju, really good volume for him.
1: Yeah. I think it's just going to – if he can get the touchdowns and the yards along with that, just the yards after the catch, I think he, if that happens, then he can be really good. I don't really see it happening. But so just based off the receptions, I think he can be a solid wide receiver for this season.
0: Yeah, I think his ceiling is too high to let him go um, yeah. in your draft. I think if he's it's there for potential. you, you got to grab him. Exactly. Like, but it's huge potential. And I feel like yeah. the the floor is high too. <laughs> like it's, He's not yeah. as low – 36 is really low. Like, I feel like that's a low floor, high ceiling receiver. I feel like he's a middle floor, decent, a really high ceiling receiver.
1: Yeah. I mean, the guys he's above aren't that.
0: I think he's below Gabe Davis. Yeah. Or, yeah,
1: Gabe Davis is super high. I don't know. Gabe Davis is wide receiver 22 right now, which is above, like, Amari Cooper and Chris Godwin.
0: That's crazy. Um
1: Elijah Moore is also above him. Those are like the craziest, but I think he can, he can probably move up a little bit. And especially with the potential that he has, I think, I think it's a good option to go with, but you just got to kind of watch the target shares and all that between the other guys as well. Yeah.
0: There's definitely a lot of guys looking to prove themselves in Mm -hmm. that offense behind Travis Kelsey uh, that he's going to have to fight for. Uh, Yeah. But it'll be a fun thing to watch. I'm, I'm excited to see the Chiefs play this season. I'm not a huge Chiefs fan, but I I want to see how that goes. Yeah, with, they're they're like, always fun to watch. Does Patrick Mahomes hold up without Tyreek Hill? I think he definitely mm-hmm. does, but like how how much of a drop off do we see there?
1: Yeah, that'll be that'll be very interesting to watch. Yeah. yeah. Up next, who we got? Oh, this Marlon is your guy. Mack.
0: Yeah, this, this is your is my guy, dude. Marlon Mack, RB fifty by Fantasy Pros. I feel like this is crazy because he's. I think he's still 16 spots behind his own backup right now.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Damien Pierce is currently his backup, and he is uh, getting drafted
1: in like the mid-30s. well, wow.
0: I... Yeah. Am I right on
1: that? I think he's dropped a little bit. He's... Let me check. I think Marlon Mack has dropped to 52,
0: but oh, Damien Pierce is 48
1: now. But having yeah, a game involved, about still... Marlon
0: Mac, and I guess I had the opposite effect on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Listen, forget that. I'm not drafting that guy. Uh, but I think he has he's got great fantasy production in his history. And I know it was a while ago. Uh like that was one of the a lot of the feedback that I got on that TikTok I was like, that was three years ago. And I'm yeah, like, I also, know.
1: Jonathan Taylor came in, so you can't really blame him for that. Yeah.
0: He they drafted Jonathan Taylor and then Naeem Hines, and the dude gets hurt, and then Naeem yeah. Hines goes off. So It's not like he was ever bad. It's just the opportunity went away. So now there's tons of opportunity. I feel like he's still got gas in the tank. I think Houston does too. I think they use him. They need somebody to do something in that offense. And I don't think they're throwing the whole year out the window to the point that they're going to start Damian Pierce right away and just say screw it to Marlon Mack. Because
1: then why'd you sign him? Yeah, exactly. So I think there's there's good volume there
0: for Marlon Mack. Yeah,
1: there's no way he performs as low as they have him at.
0: It's um, absurd at RB52. Yeah, <laughs> is...
1: yeah, I mean, I've heard i heard good things about Pierce this season, uh, or during training camp, I mean. But, like, oh, I don't it. think it's enough to where they just throw away the guy that they just signed and just use Pierce as their workhorse.
0: I waiver-wired Mac in a 20-man league, which tells really? me no one's drafting him. Like, yeah. he he still made it out of the draft in that deep of a league and I I'm excited about it. I think yeah, I can 50. get good value out of him, even if I uh-huh. end up just trading him for for a nice piece later on. That's a yeah, I mean, undrafted he's... free agent that I can trade. Yeah, him. exactly.
1: Fifty two is insane.
0: <laughs> it is.
1: That's it really wild. really is.
0: Uh, Hayden Hurst. He's also getting drafted pretty low. Signed in Cincinnati this off season, Out of Atlanta. Rough year last year. Uh, mm-hmm. injuries. He was bit inconsistent. Twenty twenty one is not a great one for him. But twenty twenty he showed the reason why he was drafted in the first round. Uh, you know, first round pick with the Ravens a few years back, and now he's got a major upgrade at quarterback with Joe Burrow. Uh, probably the best passing quarterback he's ever played with in his career. I feel yeah. like there's value here in Hayden Hurst.
1: I can see it. I don't. I think he's going to be very touchdown dependent. Yes. Um, I think Gotta get some red zone work. Yeah, it's going to be all red zone stuff for him, which I think can make him a really good fantasy option because uh, Uzama had a really good year just being that red zone guy for them last year. So mm. they I think Hurst is a better tight end than C.J. Uzama is. And if yes. he can just kind of replicate what Uzama was doing, he can be a solid flex or even starting tight end for them for fantasy.
0: I agree. I, I think he has a tight end one ceiling uh, with a flex floor, I think he is going to get enough volume in that offense that tight end 25 is just too low for him. Yeah,
1: time, 25 is very low. Cause someone who, else
0: getting drafted pretty low.
1: Oh, yeah. Who's going above him? That's someone else. That I mean, let's, let's check that out. Uh, first. Let's see. Logan Thomas, Austin Hooper are the two guys right above him. Cameron Bray is getting drafted above him. Uh, Cameron Bray?
0: Tyler Higby. Or am I... Hang
1: on. Oh, I'm no, looking at no. just looking, I'm looking at the draft ranking. I'm not looking at ADP. Or I'm looking at standard too. I should be looking at PPR. That'll make a little bit of a difference. Uh huh. PPR is always better than standard. Yeah. In my my humble opinion.
0: Yeah, for the viewers, we are we are mostly talking PPR here.
1: Yeah. Uh, we don't really
0: do a lot of standard scoring.
1: Standard's um, kind of lame, to be PPR's completely honest. Is
0: far superior. Yes. If you still play standard <laughs> the year of our lord twenty twenty two. Yeah. I, was,
1: um, I don't understand Gerald Everett. Being at 18, I no. did not like him last year. Well, he was in the Seahawks last year, right? And he was bad.
0: Yeah, he's a former Ram, so I got to watch him a lot. I'm a huge Rams fan. Uh, never good, like, yeah, always uh, a bridesmaid, never a bride in that offense. <laughs> uh, and it's kind of always been that way for him in his careers, just never been able yeah. to get volume. Yeah.
1: So, I think, yeah, there's plenty of guys that he could outperform that are above him, Logan yeah. Thomas, Austin Hooper, Njoku, Everett, uh, Albert O. That'll be interesting to see how he does.
0: Irv Smith Jr., who's getting drafted Smith way too
1: It's He's always drafted high, and I don't understand the hype around him. I mean, he's, he's okay. Yeah. People but, just
0: feel like he's never gotten the volume that he could get. I feel like that's kind of the, the argument. Yeah, the I mean, he,
1: he's never going to either with Justin Jefferson and Thielen. So, and That's Dalvin Cook. I, I
0: totally agree. Yeah.
1: So it's no point. And someone else
0: who's never gotten the volume that they could get. Albert Aguevano. Uh He split uh, targets with Noah Fant the last two years. Uh, Tight end 21 by fantasy pros. I feel like there's good value there, too. Uh, he's always struggled with really bad QB play. Uh, he's so, got Teddy Bridgewater yeah. and Drew Locke are the only quarterbacks he's ever played with in his career. And I don't think either of them are starting quarterback caliber uh now he finally yeah. has russell wilson so that's like jumping from more, <laughs> none of the <laughs> two guys that aren't even top 32 quarterbacks in the nfl to now you get a top five quarterback top in the NFL. Five, yeah. so that's yeah. and now there's no longer noah fan to compete with for targets exactly. he's over in seattle mm-hmm. with
1: drew lock so yeah good value yeah. there what do you think i i it's good value i don't i don't know if he's going to exceed that value i mean 21 is pretty low i think it might be a a low teens got kind of guy because um, they lost Tim Patrick also, who I was really high on this year. So mm-hmm. losing Tim Patrick is going to help his value uh, and his volume. volume. Uh, cause they, it's just Quillen Sutton and Jerry Judy, and he's probably the number three option now because I guess they got KJ Hamler. I don't know how KJ Hamler is going to do.
0: I would have to think he's ahead of KJ Hamler.
1: And yeah. Like just just IRB, by a little bit. Yeah. But I I think he can he's gonna for sure take a jump from what he has been doing, but I don't know if it's gonna be a that big of a jump in terms of w- the other tight ends ahead of him. If mm. That makes sense. All right. Do you have anybody else for steals? Um, let's see. I had a couple guys. I think my biggest one is probably Jahan Dotson. Mm. Let me see where he's. I have his 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 average pick numbers. 182, which I think is really low as wide mean receiver low. 2. Let me see if I can find out what receiver he's going. Uh, uh, let's use the that's control right. F function. He's Wide receiver 60 right now.
0: That's really F, low.
1: Which is really low in my opinion. Um, because I, I think it's mainly because everyone thinks Carson Wentz is like probably not even a top 25 quarterback right now, which I guess is warranted. It makes sense. But I'm, I've am i always been high on once. I thought he was better than Goff coming out in the draft. I thought when he had that MVP season in 2017 that he was going to be the next Aaron Rodgers. I, I loved him that 2017 season. And then he got hurt. That sucked. But I think he was okay for the Colts this past season. He, obviously, he couldn't get the job done at the end. Yeah. Uh, but he's got better weapons here in Washington. Terry McLaurin's obviously an upgrade from Michael Pittman Jr., and then Dotson, I think is, he, he was, they took him in the first round, so they're expecting him to do very well. Um, so that's two weapons that they're going to have that are really going to help them do well. And I think Dotson is just going to do well just because Terry McLaurin's is going to have so much attention. It's going to really open up some stuff for him. So I think as wide receiver sixty being behind guys like Kenny Galladay, who's been kind of terrible. And like Michael Gallup, who's out for like the first maybe three or four weeks of the season. I it's think he could really.
0: Michael Hardman as well.
1: Yeah, Michael Hardman. Russell Gage, who might be the it's... wide receiver four for Tampa Bay.
0: Sky Moore's in that range. Jeez. Uh, yeah, the walking it's corpse pretty... of Julio Jones. Yeah. Uh, oh. Jefferson. Target. Number four on the Rams' offense is getting drafted, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's really good value with dots in there. I, keep... I have to agree with you. Uh, that is someone I hadn't really thought about much. Uh, I was, I thought he got overdrafted. Uh, to be completely honest, I don't. I, I agree. That in the draft, uh, but I do think because of that, there is now sort of a compulsion to use him. In the Washington front office to kind of like prove everybody wrong, if you will, to be like, no, he is actually good. Like, we know what we're doing. Uh, we're going to use him a ton this year. You're going to see mm-hmm. he's really
1: good. I think uh, even so I as feel like
0: that could be the outcome for him.
1: Yeah. I think even as like a first round wide receiver, like no one is talking about him. I mean, people are talking about Garrett Wilson and Olave and Drake London and Traylon Burks. And I mm-hmm. think Christian Watson is getting more. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Packers fan, so maybe I've just seen it more. But Christian Watson, who hasn't even played at all in training camp, is getting more attention than Jahan Dotson is. So no, John I definitely Dotson... see Christian Watson on my Twitter feed way more than I see Jahan yeah. Dotson. Yeah, so I think I think he's gonna he's gonna surprise some people this mm-hmm. season.
0: I've I've also seen some clips of him looking pretty solid in training camp. Uh, he's doing some good work. Um, yeah, or the Commanders media team is. Yeah, Either I way. think
1: that there's one other receiver that I had, which was Kendrick Bourne. He was even mm. lower than Jahan Dodson at wide receiver seventy four right now,
0: We're in the which basin, is even bro.
1: more insane to me. I mean, he finished. What he he was almost wide wide receiver thirty, maybe yeah, he, he was, was like good wide receiver thirty two or something like that. He was really inconsistent. I think he had like Sounds huge like twenty point weird. weeks or something. In the other weeks, he had like three. But, like yeah, um, I think just having, and I think that a lot of that had to do with just the scheme that the Patriots run and being very methodical with their passing, and just not letting Mac Jones do a lot. Because, I mean, throwing three passes against the Bills that one time was something that's going to hurt everyone's fantasy value. I
0: agree with that. That's the <laughs> one concern I do have with Bourne, is, and anyone uh, in that receiving unit for the Patriots, is does Mac Jones take that next step? Does he live up to even what he did last year? Yeah, uh, That is the tricky bit with anyone in that offense yeah exactly I, I
1: believe like he, he will i mean mm-hmm. i don't think it'll be a huge step in the right direction but i think it will just open up the offense a little bit more for him so i'm just throw the ball more and i think just yeah. having because it's born is at. i'm using the wrong mouse kendrick Bourne is at 74 and then i saw yeah Devontae parker is 53 and then jacoby meyer is 49 and that's their top three wide receivers right there yeah. So I think I think you can see all of them taking being better than their projected value right now. But I think Kendrick Bourne is that guy that's really going to be their number one receiver, even I with adding Devontae Parker. Parker's
0: pretty good. Uh, I think people forget yeah. that he's actually a pretty solid receiver. Uh, I think he'll absorb a lot of volume in that offense from Mac Jones looking for like kind of a safety net. Uh, but I think Bourne could definitely step up and be pretty valuable. I think he definitely outplays that draft position because it's just absurdly low. Mm-hmm. Uh I just don't know where he actually ends up in terms of like value. I think flex is probably the
1: ceiling for Bourne, in my opinion. I, I can see him being higher. I can see wide receiver two might be a little bit of mm. too high. But depends on the I depth think... of your league, I guess. That's true. But I can I can see it happening. I- I'm a firm believer in Kendrick Bourne this season. There you go. Even even with even with Hunter Henry, I forgot about Hunter Henry. But I used dishing a hot take here. Kendrick yes, Kendrick. Born. I'm a Kendrick Kendrick Born fanboy now. <laughs> Big but Born yeah. Stan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Big Born, Big Born baby. I get it. Uh, uh, that's funny. Yeah, I think I'm trying to see I, if there's that's... anyone else that's pretty crazy right now. Yeah, We covered oh, everybody um, I wanted to cover for sure, but yeah. Uh, I think Quez Watkins is a guy that needs to be talked about a little more. Oh, yeah, where's he uh, going? He's he's wide receiver 101 right now. Ooh, he's he's below
0: we sink lower. And Will lower. Fuller,
1: who's not on Jeez. a team right now. When you're getting
0: drafted uh, past free agents, that's not a great sign. Yeah, uh, hey, Quintus well, I mean, is in this lane range, he was pretty good. But yeah, I I don't think he's gonna
1: funny. be that good this season just because of how many people they added because oh. the
0: it's always interesting to me when I look at these lists of names. It's like guys that I remember scouting. Uh, yeah <laughs> just
1: random names you see. Um my goodness. Emmanuel Sanders and Nelson or not Nelson, I'll over. Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley are still going higher than some guys like James Washington. Who I think could be a solid wide receiver three for Dallas, even though he's hurt for a while. Yeah, Washington, Sterling Shepard.
0: That's interesting. He's going ahead of Quintes Cephas, Bayless Jones, and
1: Braxton Berrios. I feel like Berrios will get actually That's the last guy on this list. some The last guy on this list is Nassimba Webster. Nassimba Webster.
0: Who's yeah. he? I know he was a Rams receiver at one point. Who's he with he's, now?
1: He's, on, he's with Chicago now. Oh. He's Nisimba. gonna pop off. I'm calling it now. Webster. The Simba Webster is gonna be a top ten wide receiver by the end of the season. Let me let me look. Let's look at his numbers real quick. I'm just gonna have some fun with this. The Simba. That's a dope name. First of all, the Simba Webster. Is a dope name. Uh,
0: that's kind of twenty
1: six. I, I mean, it. he's young. He's twenty six, especially in that Bears offense. It's really anyone's, anyone's, anyone's whatever, just getting receptions.
0: I mean, if Nassimba Webster goes off in the preseason, what is there to justify them from not putting him exactly. in a game?
1: I mean, he had in six games, he played for Chicago last season, in six games, he had four, oh, he, no, this is just punt returns. I'm looking at the wrong hand. He had four returns for 13 yards. I thought that was reception, so he hasn't even he caught has the a ball.
0: Reception. Once.
1: Yeah, he, doesn't, he hasn't caught the ball once. But hey, I think first I,
0: time for everything.
1: Yeah, that's going to change this season. Nassimba Webster is a name to look out for.
0: Not only is he going to get his first reception this season, he's also going to have his first thousand yard season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His first
1: gonna, reception season. His first offensive player of the year. This is going to be uh,
0: an um, unprecedented feat from symbol yeah. Webster.
1: He's out of Eastern Washington. I'm just going to look at it. I'm, hey, I'm going to learn about as this. Cooper Cup. Yeah, so who knows? Uh, so there's potential see. there he's he's a small guy he's 5'9, 176 i think he's got some a, burners though yeah he runs a four four nine from what it's i'm reading
0: as fast as i was thinking we can work with that though
1: yeah oh you know who's small rondell moore and i really like yeah. rondell moore i don't know but if he's, he's gonna do that going well low. he's yeah, going low he's going low In all seriousness,
0: we can't talk about him for a second.
1: Um, Is Marquise Brown, like, playing? Because he got arrested, didn't he?
0: Uh, Yeah. I don't think we'll know much about that for a little while. The way the court systems work, he he could end up on the field, like, with an ongoing court trial, which is odd to me. But, uh, yeah. I think it all is gonna depend on how the Cardinals decide to play it, you know. Because yeah. mostly what happens with those guys with like ongoing trials is they get waived by their team or like suspended by their team, but they haven't yeah. done that yet, So
1: um it seems like he was at practice the next day after being arrested.
0: It's cool so. to be rich, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but if he goes down the Rondo Morris are number one, I think, isn't he? Uh is is that cool? yeah. More keys uh, until for, Hopkins would be back. Yeah, Hopkins oh, yeah. is still gone for a while. So so... He's hey, out for, Rondo what, six Moore. games? Mm-hmm. Six games.
0: Now, yeah, Rondell Moore. Oh, A.J. Be... Green. A.J. Green is there, oh, too. She... I forgot about him. That's not uh, an insurmountable challenge for Rondell Moore, though. Yeah, I, mean? like, I feel like he could end up outplaying uh, an aging A.J. Green.
1: I really like Rondell Moore. He's the same height as me, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of him. Short are, King stand-up.
0: I was about to say that. 5'7.
1: 5'7. I'm 5'7. I mean he, yeah. he had a he did an okay rookie year. I think it could have been better, especially with his speed. He should have had more like because he only had eight yards of reception, which is pretty low for a guy that's supposed to be kind of a deep threat sort of dude, even with his size. Yeah, I feel like they just didn't use him right. They didn't use mean, him very well. Like...
0: Especially in that like Seattle game, eleven targets. He catches all eleven of them, but only for fifty-one yards. Dang.
1: Yeah, they it, it's, it's like it's like a lot of like team. gadget kind of plays. I think they use them on these like end arounds and like these kind of a lot of motion type of stuff they use them he on. He has
0: games with like plenty of volume in his career though already, like eight targets or yeah, eight targets with yeah. against Minnesota, uh eleven targets against Seattle, like I mentioned.
1: That was his only touchdown of the year, I think. It was yeah. week
0: two. That I was a really good zone. week for to find a way to do that. But outside of that, I think there's definitely value in Rondell yeah. Moore. If he can see the volume, which would definitely help with uh, – if Marquise Brown finds himself in a little bit of legal
1: mm-hmm. hot water and then DeAndre Hopkins is still suspended. Oh, Short King stand-up, that's all I got to right say. Got to get the,
0: <laughs> the short kings into the
1: Pro Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. I Who think that'll about do it for us. Or yeah, unless you have somebody guess, else. I'm just looking through my list. I don't think there's anything that big for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um,
0: you got you got I'm someone thinking, else. I I think I'm all good. Uh I am tapped out. I got we did a ton of people.
1: Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I do like four or five, 12 people. That's 12 yeah. people you got to look out for in fantasy. If you can't pick up one of them, that's on you,
0: honestly. Yeah, like, you I mean, got 12 names to get.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's like almost every single round. You can draft each one of them in each round.
0: Yeah, and have and a stack your team will and be really
1: bad, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Who it's knows okay. with the potential that they all have. Exactly, they're all going to have. We
0: didn't throw a quarterback, on place. Place. you're not going to have a quarterback, but uh, yeah. you'll figure that out. Yeah,
1: just, just use Taysom Hill, you can use him anywhere.
0: Exactly. Uh, on catch us on Thursday, uh, I'm not sure if Ayush is going to be here, but I am definitely going to be here doing fantasy busts, uh, kind of like what we did today, but the inverse. So, guys, you do not want to draft, uh, it that one will be really fun. Uh, very similar to what we had going on today. And then I'll also do what to watch for in the preseason games and a little bit more of uh, some new training camp news. So look out for that right. one. Thanks for hanging with us today, guys. Uh, yeah. I'm out of here.
1: All right. Good seeing you all. Peace.